BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Another beautiful day here in New York City. Hey, Claude, how are you doing? I don't want to trigger people with how you doing. Well, I think you just did. Um, I'm doing good. I'm, you know, cramping. I'm on my third cycle of quarantine. I'm feeling moody, feeling a little PMSy, and ready to take it out on, you know, the toast. Nice. Well, me, you, and Snitch are then completely synced up on our times of the month. So that's an interesting quarantine development. I wonder if any of the toasters are cycled up with us. Let us I mean, know if I you're so. Yeah, that would just be so fun for, for the community. Yeah, you know, we have this like deep bond within our community. And I think us all, you know, syncing up cycles would be just the thing we need to take us to the next level. I completely agree. Um, I'm sorry that you're in the cramp phase, though. I passed through on Sunday, passed through to the other side, and, um, um, and I'm feeling better. Yeah, I'm in the cramp and also the weird fucking dream phase. Um, I had the weirdest dream last night all about lizards, and like the whole night I felt like there were lizards in my bed. It was not good. Oh, that's really creepy. I had a dream, but it was more realistic, but now I'm losing it. Damn. It wasn't that memorable. sounds like what Martin Luther King would have said. I had a dream. I had a dream, but now I'm losing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's like not a lot of news today, but we'll do what we can. Uh, nothing no, there was actually on- is. Oh. There was, I actually had to, you know, um, eliminate some stories. Um, there's some decent celebrity news. I watched a good amount of TV last night. Oh my God, I watched Songland. Oh my God, I'm so behind. I forgot about don't, it. I'll watch it. Don't let me forget to talk about it. It was Florida Georgia Line and it's giving Old Dominion competition for best episode ever. Like Zach and I were watching it and we didn't want it to end. Well, can we just wait to recap it tomorrow so I can watch it? Okay, but you have to watch it today or else I'm recapping tomorrow. Oh, okay. I waited a whole week for you to watch Dead to Me and Hollywood. Like, can no, you, you, give me a day. you recapped it. I just put my things on mute. Give me a day. I want to recap it together. Okay. I said I'll give you a day. Maybe two. We'll see. A day or else you go on mute. That's Fine. a fair trade. Fine. That's fair. Cool. I also watch more of Money Heist. Still not feeling season four, but it's something to watch. I'm like nervous it's going to end soon and then I have to get into like a whole new world of something and I'm just, I'm running low. My sleep watched- like was so full and now it's so empty and this is what I feared. That's what quarantine's all about, like having a full plate and then an empty plate. I watched um, Jerry Seinfeld's comedy special and boy, do I have thoughts. Okay, share for the, save it for the recap segment, but I probably won't watch, so I want to hear what you think. Yeah, no, I um, have a lot to say. Okay, great. 
And what else did I do yesterday? I actually had a really busy day. We recorded a Patreon episode of All Dear Toasters. Um, we got such good inquiries. I hope people got some good advice and are going to make some changes. And then you and Snitch recorded a Taylor Swift theme episode that is dropping today. How'd it go? I dropped it, I dropped it this morning already. Um, oh, wow. It, it was good, but you know, so many of the questions that me and Margot got were like, rank this album, rank all of her albums, rank your favorite songs. And those questions are like so impossible. And I hate doing rankings because of course, no matter what, like something has to go at the bottom. And that implies somehow that it's like bad or negative when nothing she does is bad. There are just things I like more than others. So I have a lot of anxiety about rankings. And that was like all the questions that we got. And I tried to answer like, every other question besides the ranking ones but ultimately we had to rank all the albums and like I don't even stand by what I said because I like them all I feel like ranking her albums though is is possible and it doesn't mean the one at the bottom is bad it just means that you prefer the one at the top but I don't want to say something because it's ever-changing. Like, for the last maybe two or three years, 1989 has been my favorite album. But forever, it was red. So it's like, with, with different phases of my life, I just can't make a decision. So I recently cleaned my apartment to the soundtrack of the Red album because that's always what I thought was my favorite album of hers and what I thought was just the best album ever. But I think it was just I was listening to it during one of the best times of my life. Um, And the whole time, like, it's funny when you listen to her music, like I'm transported to what she was doing. And I'm just like Ethel Kennedy, the Kennedys, everything was like the red album is like an American history album about the Kennedy family. I couldn't fucking get Ethel Kennedy out of my head. Yeah, no, we said the same thing about how like different albums, like I've been a Taylor fan for so long. And part of why I love her so much is that different albums remind me of both of times of her life, but also times of mine. Like I just remember listening to red my first year at college. I was living out of my house. Like I was in a dorm. Like I just associate memories with the albums. Um, But, you know, Red was my favorite for so long, probably because, like, it was such a good year of my life. But when I go back, it's actually not my favorite. Like, of course, there's Red, State of Grace, like, Amazing Stables. But there's actually, like, a lot of skips on that album for me. Like, I don't love um, Lucky Ones or I Almost Do. Like, I actually skip a good amount of songs. But, see, I still like those songs. Like, I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm just saying I skip I hear – no, like, I thought Red was the, like, the best album. And then I listened to it in 2020. Maybe just 2020 ruins everything. And I was like, oh, this definitely isn't my favorite album in some ways I actually like reputation more well so Margo is like a reputation stan and I am a 1989 apologist so it was just a very dynamic in-depth conversation that I think so everyone what, will enjoy so what was your can you give us a spoil what was your top album and what was snitches 1989 mine was 1989 um and then it was speak now and then it was lover and then it was um red and then it was, I'm forgetting one, whatever, Margo's top, oh, fear, oh, you know what, I don't even fucking remember. It's but so Mar- hard. It's so hard. Margo's top was um, Speak Now. Okay, I feel that for her. I feel that for her too. And by the way, there's, it just depends where I am. Like if I am in a mountain lodge, then speak now is my vibe. But if I'm on like a boat in the middle of Turks and Caicos, like lovers, my vibe, it's just different scenarios. It really is. It's, it, I don't envy the task because honestly, even as someone who like doesn't, who feels comfortable saying negative things about Taylor, I am having a hard time putting this together as well. So I look forward to listening. That episode, like, spiraled me for the rest of the day. Like, I literally sat in bed and watched videos of Taylor Swift. Um, like, I went live on my Swifty account. Like, I literally was the least productive person all day after that episode just because, like, I got in my own 
fandom and I couldn't get out of it. But that sounds like a good place to be. Like, I love yeah, a good was- rabbit hole during the queue. Don't get me out. Don't come that- and get me. Don't, don't come and get me. Don't come for me unless I stand for you. A hundred percent. Okay, cool. Um, we exciting. also we have a lot of um, interesting guests this week. They're not coming till the end of the week, but tomorrow we're going to sit down for an episode on Thursday with um, Lauren Gray, who we are I'm obsessed so with. I'm so fucking excited. We have been like standing her since before like TikTok was a thing. It was musically like, especially Margo, like we've been obsessed with her and she has a new song coming out. So I'm really excited to talk to her. Like maybe we'll get some TikTok followers from it. And then on Thursday, we're recording for Friday's, oh no, yeah, Thursday for Friday's episode, we're recording with Leah McSweeney from Real Hostess of New York, which like I'm not well. Not well. Not well. Not well. I'm so excited. It's been a while since we've had guests and in the queue, like I just, when we have a guest, it's someone that I'm legit dying to talk to. So these two, these two queens, I can't wait. Yeah, me too. Just a couple of blonde queens. Totally. Um, okay, so maybe it's time? I think so. I think so. Okay, without further ado, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know. Yeah, you. Before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And while I have you, allow me just a brief moment to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you, yes, it's true, by Naturium. Love. Driven by the belief that high-performance skincare should and can be non-toxic, skin-compatible, and affordable, Naturium was born. Their mission is to create safe, clinically effective, biocompatible products that deliver visible results. All of their products range from $16 to $25, yet they're as effective as formulas that are triple or, in some cases, 18 times the price. Naturium's formulas utilize cutting-edge technologies to harness the healing powers of ingredients found in nature... All of their products are proudly made in the USA. They are cruelty-free, paraben-free, gluten-free, non-toxic, fragrance-free, and dermatologist-tested. They believe it's impossible to achieve healthy, nourished skin with formulas that are unbalanced or incompatible. They only use ingredients that are either directly benefiting the skin or they support the integrity of the formulas. With hundreds of ingredients banned on their no list and an in-depth online ingredient library, Naturium's number one priority is safety and transparency. Jackie and I got so many products from them like months ago now, and we've been using them- for a while, we both have been loving the uh, multi-peptide eye cream, but they have tons of products for whatever your skin needs are. They really, it's fabulous. I've been using them all during the queue and I've been getting a lot of compliments on my skin. I use the retinol serum oil and face cream and the vitamin C serum and oil and the multi-peptide eye cream. I also have, oh, I also use their like green, green stuff face wash. It's good. Green stuff face wash. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an, a special promo for toasters who want to receive the free multi-peptide eye cream that we were just talking about with any purchase of two items. You have to go to naturium.com, that's N-A-T-U-R-I-U-M, add an eye cream to any purchase of two items or more by using code TOAST. So you got to buy two items, put in code TOAST, and you will get a free multi-peptide eye cream for no cost. Thank you, Naturium, for sponsoring today's episode. I didn't realize that Naturium, it's products found from nature. Yes, they put the nature in Naturium. Sign on, get products found from nature. Okay, first story. Um, Ryan Seacrest, quote, did not have any kind of stroke during the American Idol finale, says his rep. Have you seen this story? Yes, um, I happened to catch the tail end of the American Idol finale just because it was on right before Taylor Swift's concert um, on ABC. And it was really... um, 
really sad. Like the whole thing was done via Zoom and the yeah. winner won. And I think that the other person who was up for the number one spot might have misheard because him and his family started celebrating with champagne and I was incredibly confused. And yeah. then they all just started singing on and putting their faces on buildings and it made no goddamn sense. Um, but I didn't see the clip of Ryan Seacrest allegedly like looking drunk. Okay, but you know what? If you saw that clip where the winner won, you actually did see the clip that everyone's talking about. Um, while American Idol crowned Samantha Just Sam Diaz the season's winner during the show's live remote finale on Sunday night, it was Idol host Ryan Seacrest who found himself sharing some of the spotlight. Towards the end of the show, which had seen Seacrest nimbly juggling on-air hosting duties as contestants appeared remotely from their homes, the star briefly appeared off. His words seemed slightly slurred and his right eye appeared larger than his left. The moment prompted a flurry of Twitter comments from fans concerned that Seacrest was not well or had suffered some kind of neurological episode. So Ooh. you definitely did see the thing that people are talking about, but you probably didn't notice it. I watched it like having read this headline and now I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that does look a little strokey, but I probably, I thought it was going to be way more obvious than it was, yeah. but I guess throughout the night he was having, you know, technical difficulties and just stumbling over his words and people thought he might've been drunk, but his rep oh said, God. Ryan, Ryan did not have any kind of stroke last night. Like many people right now, Ryan is adjusting to the new normal and finding work home balance with the added stress of having to put on live shows from home. Between Live with Kelly and Ryan, American Idol on air with Ryan Seacrest, and the Disney Family sing-along specials, he has been juggling three to four on-air jobs over the last few weeks, and he's in need of rest. So today, he took a well-deserved day off. Oh my God, everyone needs to chill the fuck out. Like Ryan Seacrest is the hardest fucking working man in Hollywood. During the normal t days, he's like going back and forth from New York to LA. Like leave him the fuck alone. He's tired from literally putting the entire media industry on his fucking back, okay? I literally was watching Shaws of Sunset and it said produced by Ryan Seacrest, okay? He's busy. Yeah, he's very busy. He's probably exhausted. Um, ergo, one eye is bigger than the other. You know, if having one eye bigger than the other is a crime, then put me in jail. Lock me up, okay? Throw away the key. Everyone is so, like, nitpicky about people. It's like everyone's so bored. And, like, just leave him alone. <laughs> I know. But people also live for this shit. Like, you know, a video yeah. goes viral. Someone acts imperfect. And then we're picking it up everywhere to the point that his rep needs to let us know that we didn't witness a stroke. Well, this is like a similar situation, like when people noticed some odd behavior in Michael Bublé's Instagram Live in regards to his wife. And that I felt as though was cause for concern. But I haven't seen this video, but it's just like his eye looked big. Are we seriously that specific? Okay, so first of all, it's, I guess it's a similar situation because it's like two videos that people have questions about, but like they're so different. And yes, his eye looked, honestly, it wasn't that concerning. His eye looked big. He at some point, like, seemed like he was just about to stop talking completely. Um, he was moving very lethargically, but maybe he was just lethargic. I mean, it wasn't exactly the most exciting finale of American Idol. Like, I can imagine Ryan Seacrest sitting at his fucking dining room table for two hours talking to nobody. Maybe he gets a little bored. And he yawns and his eye bulges a little bit. Like, I, I just... Listen, he works so hard. Like, I do one show a day and I'm exhausted. Like, he does four. And maybe at the last show, the finale of American Idol, where people's holograms are singing on fucking billboards, he got a little tired. Yeah. Totally. I can't believe that they did the rest of the season of American Idol virtually. And They're unless this, honestly, if it hadn't been for Ryan Seacrest's fake stroke, I would have never even heard of Just Sam. And I would have no clue who won. 
No, and if it weren't for Taylor Swift's City of Lover concert, I wouldn't have even tuned in to know that, A, American Idol is still on the air, two, they're filming a remote finale, and three, tonight's the finale. I'm like, wow, I'm catching it. I literally was there, and the winner is. And I'm like, how fabulous is this? Yeah, I guess that was the point of putting Taylor Swift's concert, like, after that to, you know, drum up some love for American Idol. Yeah, well, Taylor Swift has now been hospitalized for putting the American Idol season finale on her back. Yeah, and she's in the room next to Ryan Seacrest for having a stroke. Yeah, and in the other room is Portia from Real Houses of Atlanta from putting the entire franchise on her back for the last five seasons. And then in the room next to that is Francesca Farrago for too, from Too Hot to Handle for putting the whole show on her back. She's having some back issues. And then also down the hall is uh, Bianca Del Rio from season six of RuPaul's Drag Race was literally like the worst group of contestants ever. And she was a star and she deserved better. And she put that entire fucking season on her back. So I'm wishing her a speedy recovery. Wow. I mean, we're foolishly mad to all of these people in the hospital. At least they're together. Blessings. Blessings. Okay, next up is a story that is um, just, you know, gonna, we're going to close the loop from something from yesterday. Brian Austin Green has confirmed he has split from Megan Fox after nearly 10 years of marriage. It's the end of the road for Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. He confirmed on Monday, May 18th, that the longtime couple have called it quits after nearly 10 years of marriage. He revealed the breakup in a new episode of his podcast. Who knew he had a podcast? titled Context. He referenced the photos of Fox and Machine Gun Kelly that surfaced over the weekend and revealed that he had a dream while she was filming her new movie with the rapper that there was distance between the two and noted that <laughs> since the end of 2019, quote, they've really, trying, they've really been trying to sort of be apart. Okay, I feel like these two have been separated forever. Like sometimes they come together, like, I don't know, do they have, they have kids? Yeah. Um, but like- The messiest couple in Hollywood. A hundred percent. The one that made the least sense and the one that needed to end ASAP. That's the thing. It never made sense. And you th- sometimes when couples don't make sense, but they stay together for so long, like it starts to make sense and like you, you picture it together. But these two just never really made sense to me. Like to me, Megan Fox is like the pinnacle of like sexiness, Maxim, like everything of the sort. She is like the most desirable woman in the world, objectively. And yes, Brian Austin Greenberg or whatever his name is, like he is handsome, but he is by no means like at the same level. And he is technically looking, if you look him up in the dictionary, it says Brian Austin Green has been. Like he doesn't really work anymore. So I just never really understood the pairing. And, and, and you would think like after they've been together for 10 years, they have kids, they have a family, like they're working through, like you would think I would start to like, you know, get on the ship, but it never really came in. Yeah. Oh my God. It never came in. I kept on hoping that every time I heard about these two, like it would have been over by now. And now it's finally over. He said, I will always love her. And I know she will always love me. And I know as far as family, what we have built is really cool and really special. He explained that they will still do family vacations and holidays as a family and really make that a focus for the kids. Lovely. Hopefully the kids are fans of Machine Gun Kelly because he's going to be coming around. So, like, normally I'm not really, like, excited at the prospect of, like, a family, you know, breaking up, parents, kids involved. Um, But at the same time, I'm, like, too excited about the prospect of Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox to, like, give a shit about these kids. Like, this is fabulous. Megan Fox's time is coming. Like, she was with someone for 10 years who just wasn't on her level. And now she's with – it's probably such a different feeling for her to, like, be with someone on her level, you know? Yeah, for sure. Or someone who, like, together they will rise, you know? Because, like, she's – I haven't heard from her in a while. Like Brianca Wallace of the Wallace department store is like, she's been kind of quiet. And I feel like her and Machine Gun Kelly are just going to both be taken to another level from this relationship. And I feel like he'll be a good stepdad to the kids. So the kids will be looked after. Like the campers will be fine. 
like Machine Gun Kelly is that I'll never forget the first time I saw Machine Gun Kelly because when I was an intern at AOL, they put on this like interview series where they would invite celebrities to do press and like nobody watched it, but like it was still like cool because they got cool people. And Machine Gun Kelly came and normally nobody really showed up to these things, but he had promoted it on his social media. And this was like like six years ago. So we had like a really like tumblery, like really underground following. And all these people showed up to the corporate um, AOL headquarters, like spiky hair, tattoos. Like it was just like daddy chokers. Like it was just crazy. And he came into the interview and literally stopped the interview in the middle, took his shirt off, started rapping, screaming in the middle of a corporate office. Like all these people were like jumping, crowd surfing. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And I was like, damn, who is this? He's kind of hot. Then he resurfaced with that whole Camila Cabello song. And it was such a good song. Like literally one of her best songs. Such a good song. Then he resurfaced as being like the man who picked up the pieces from um, Ariana Grande, breaking Pete Davidson's heart, brought Pete Davidson to LA when he was in a very low point in his life, brought him to the Golden Globes, like Oscar party. And he's just, to me, I've seen him in so many different phases of his life and I've respected him ever since. So like, I'm just excited about this. I'm excited about this. I never had an opinion about him until the movie with Pete Davidson that we just watched, Adult, Big Adult. Um, And I was like, wow, he's a handsome feller. Yeah, no, he's very handsome, but like he's like a little rough around the edges. Right, you, know, you wouldn't I, exp- like when you s- hear about him, like he's bad to the bone and like he's you know edgy, but he's MGK. also he's also quite handsome. So get you a guy who can do both. Megan Fox has, and I um I look forward to watching my ship come in. Yeah, no, I'm standing at the port and I'm looking, and it appears to be close to shore. So I'm very That's why excited. I'm- I'm wearing this nautical shirt today because I'm yes, waiting for my ship for to boat. come in. Yes. <laughs> okay. This next story is really sad. Um, so I'm just going to transition to sadness. Hmm. Twilight okay. actor Gregory Tyree Boyce and his girlfriend were found dead in Las Vegas. Have you heard this story? Yes. Twilight actor Gregory Tyree Boyce and his 27-year-old girlfriend were found dead in, the, in their Las Vegas condo last week, according to a report on Monday. Boyce and Natalie uh, Peju were pronounced dead on May 13th, E! News reported. Their cause of death is pending a toxicology report. As an actor, Boyce was known for his role in the first of the Twilight movie franchise. He played Tyler Crawley, who has a crush on Kristen Stewart's character, Bella Swan. He also ap- appeared in the short film, Apocalypse. Prior to their deaths, they had been working on starting a wing restaurant, according to his mother, who posted a tribute on Facebook calling him the best chef. I read what his mother posted on Facebook, and it was just so sad. Um, she was so heartbroken. Like, was so excited for, about his future. And this is just a really sad and mysterious story, and I just feel so sad for both of them. Yeah, it's, like, spooky, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a pending spooky. cause of death they both were found dead. It, it just, it's so weird and it's really sad because they were so young um, and I loved him in Twilight. So really wishing his family the best. This is a terrible fucking story. Same. And I hope that they get answers soon. Right. Um, okay. I'm going to switch gears right again to happy Please. news. <laughs> Jade Robert Tolbert is pregnant and expecting baby number three with husband Tanner Tolbert. Wait, I heard that Jade Robert Tolbert was pregnant. Oh, no, no, no. You're confused. It's Jade Robert Tolbert. Oh, I'm sorry. I got confused with the other Jade Roper Tolbert. Yeah, no. You would think Jade Roper Tolbert might be pregnant, but it's not. It's Jade Robert Tolbert. Robert Tolbert. Sorry, podcasters. Jade Roper announced Monday she's pregnant and (laughs) and expecting her third child with husband Tanner Tolbert. 
after sharing a family photo along with a pregnancy test and a sonogram picture on Instagram. Here we grow again, she captioned it. It feels so good to be able to finally talk about this pregnancy. If you noticed, I haven't been on social media much the past couple of months. It's because I was dealing with terrible nausea and fatigue on top of taking care of two kiddos during a pandemic. We are so thankful and excited for this bebe. I truly believe bebes being born during this time are here for a special reason to be light workers. We are beyond happy to be light workers. The way I said it was like that we were light to worker. work. Yeah, right. Like, we were like, be, fi- be chi- like fixing the lights and then down to the construction site with a drill <laughs> beyond that we are we are beyond happy to love another baby to give emmy and brooks another sibling to have our children be so close oh my god this is so sweet they're such a sweet family i love um i do love bachelor baby news because at, with every bebe that is born it gives like the franchise another season to you know let people think that they're doing some good in the world yeah, no, and it, like, outweighs, like, in the scale, like, when you get to heaven and God, like, weighs all the good things that you did, it's like, look what they did, they tried to, like, ruin Olivia Caridi's life, but they're responsible for, like, 10 kids now, so, like, it kind of weighs out, I guess. Um, yeah, no, that's, like, Mike Fleiss's judgment, that is his cross to yeah. Life yeah. ruiner, life creator. Does it balance out? I actually think it does. You think? I don't know. Who, I mean, who are we to judge? We are no one to judge. Um, but in regards to this story, like, I know that you're, you like, of course, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. And, like, you shouldn't, like, really, like, look at other people's lives and, like, want to emulate it. Like, you should be grateful for what you have. But, like, I just, like, think they have the perfect life. And I'm sure that they have their own shit. But, like, they're just, it just appears like everything, like, just happens for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Except for, just to give you some perspective, a few things. One, they won that DraftKings money. But then um, oh. Tanner's own friend, lest we not forget, Goose goose of crystal and goose ratted him out and they didn't get the money this other thing that i just like can't get out of my mind no matter how hard i try they were on marriage boot camp and Mm. they were like fighting in the room and it was just like they're just like us you raised some very interesting points once again reminding people nobody's perfect hannah montana said it best nobody's perfect but i agree with you that they are goals but like perfect isn't goals because nobody is perfect. Like they seem like they have a a real true relationship. Um, Their family keeps growing. They have such cute bebes and they seem like overall content with their life. And that's really all you can ask for. Remember their palache in Kentucky or Kansas, wherever they were living. And now they live in LA and it's still a palache. It's like the nicest house they've ever seen. I know. But like when they were living in a palache in um, Kansas, and they had a lake and barns and horses. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they had horses, but it was nice. It was nice. It looked like they had horses. Yeah. I wonder what happened to that house. I think they were selling it, but they built it from the ground up. Every, I remember she did a uh, YouTube tour and like, this is custom. This is a custom couch. These are custom cabinets. Custom, custom, custom. Five minutes later, we're moving to LA. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Love them. Okay. Robert Robert Tolbert. Oh, is it the fifth and final story brought to you by Billy? Yes, it is. So happy to hear that, Jackie. Self-care and routines are always important. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. So meet Billy. They've recreated everyday essentials 
by delivering premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you, no pink tax, no visit to the drugstore, and no breaking the bank. Go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. That includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. That's the best part about Billy is this magnetic holder. Like literally no more razor like falling on the ground. It's just so special. And Billy's out there to change the way that you shave. They just released three completely clean products that are must-have adds to your routine. A lip balm, a dry shampoo, and face wash. Face wipes, excuse me. Um, everything that Billy makes is just everything of the sort. Like the packaging is so cute. The products. When Margot got her first razor, she was like, Claudia, like you need this razor. It's the best razor. I'm like, how is this different from all of the razors? She was like, you just need it. And I got the razor and she's right. It just is so far superior. The magnetic, the magnetic holder like keeps it from getting like moldy and rusty and crusty. And it's just, I, I can't explain it why, but it's just a better razor. It's a cleaner shape. It's a closer shape. It's a softer shape. It's just everything of the sort. It really is. Um, they're in Allure Best of Beauty winner and Nylon's Beauty hit list for a reason. Um, if you want to get the starter kit, go to mybilly.com. That's M-Y-B-I-L-L-I-E.com slash toast, where you can get the best razor you'll ever own for just $9. To get your starter kit plus free shipping, you got to go to mybilly.com slash toast, mybilli.com slash toast to get the best razor you'll ever own for just $9 and free shipping. Mybilly.com slash toast. Love it. Sign on. Shave those legs, Dana. Okay, fifth story. Sorry to have interrupted you with just that very important segment. Fifth and final story. It is a little business. Okay, TikTok taps Disney executive Kevin Meyer as their new CEO. The head of Disney Plus streaming service will lead the video app owned by ByTendence as the Chinese company seeks global expansion. So Kevin Mayer, who was passed over for the top job at Walt Disney Co., you know, the one who would take over for Bob Iger, is becoming chief executive of TikTok in a jump from one of the entertainment industry's most venerable names to one of its buzziest new arrivals. I think that this is so interesting. So this is the guy who launched Disney Plus, then he didn't get the job as CEO, and now he's go he's taken his talents to TikTok. Honestly, good. You know, you have to know your worth. You do have to know your worth. Um, and I hope this means like really exciting improvements for TikTok, even though like I don't even know what they need. No, it's well. a perfect platform. I spent all morning on it. Um, I I think a lot of people are just like concerned or like the, the only real like discussion around TikTok is like, it's the biggest app in the world. Like, can it last? So I think it's great that they're having someone from Disney who's like from an established company, like a long lasting company come over. Hopefully he can bring some of that stability to TikTok because Musical.ly was like everything of the sort until it wasn't, you know? Yeah. No, it definitely, I think TikTok would probably be worried about just like burning out. Like, is this really just like a quarantine hobby? Um, I think that they have all the makings of being a forever sort of platform, but they definitely have to make the right moves at this time. Yeah, I agree. They, I foresee, you know, not that I know anything, but I do foresee it being like a, a stagnant platform where like people are just going to always have one. Like you have a Facebook, you have an Instagram, you have a TikTok. Yeah, I agree Hopefully. with that. I, I like TikTok, so, so I think it's a good platform. That's the tea. That's that on that. Should we dive into our TV recap segment? Yes, we should. Okay, I want to hear about, what were you just saying that you watched? Oh, the Seinfeld special. Yes. So it's called 23 Hours Left. Um, and first of all, it was just fabulously done. He had like a full orchestra on stage at the Beacon, the lights. Like it was really like old Hollywood glamour. Um, 
And the first like 20 minutes, me and Ben were dying. It was just really Seinfeld-y, like talking about just how difficult everything is. Like he's like, even you guys came here to my show tonight, like the tickets, you got the tickets, it's a dinner, should I pick you up? Like it was all the intricacies of like how leaving the house is terrible and how everything you do, you only do it so that you can come back home. Yeah. It was like so funny. Me and Ben were dying. And then it just stopped. It just completely stopped being funny. And it was weird because like, Seinfeld's very specific. He has a, like an older demographic, like really like Jewish humor. Um, and I felt like he just started talking about like cell phones and like social media, just like in an attempt to like be relevant. I don't even know. It just felt so unnatural and it was so not funny. It was literally like local Vegas comedy opener. Like it was, there were some jokes like so I was just weird. It was so strange because he's so funny and I and he does this like clean type of humor. It's like not vulgar, which I really like. And he's been like one of my favorite comedians. And like we were dying at first. Like, and then I look at Ben and I'm like, we haven't laughed in like 10 minutes. It just it came to a halt. And it was because it was just like, why is Sherry Seinfeld talking about your phone being in your pocket? And like it's a like it just it made no sense. And I just like we eventually turned it off. Um and I'm sure it picked back up. Like every set of comedy like has highs and lows, but the low was just so long that we just couldn't get back into it. Wow. Okay. I want to watch that we first 20 minutes dying. that you're talking about though. Yeah. It was so funny. It was so Ben like, and it just really, it's like 23 hours left. It's like everything in the life is so long and hard. And I just, I thought that was going to be the whole special. I'm like, I totally relate, especially in quarantine. Like I totally relate to that concept that like, everything is just difficult. People are difficult and you hate your friends, but you don't want to go make new friends. So you just stick with the old ones. Like it was so funny. And then it just, it was like a different comedian stepped on stage. Wow. That is so interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. I will definitely be there. Yeah. And that's all I watch. Oh, and then we went and watched some old, um, we just like wanted to watch something funny, watch some old Chappelle, um, stand up, which was, it was crazy, honestly. Like I just can't believe he said some of the stuff that he says, you know? Oh, which one did you watch? Um, it was called The Bird Revelation or something. I don't know. Okay. Would you recommend it? Honestly, no. Like, I'm not even, like, PC police, but it was really making, like, some of it was, like, making me uncomfortable. He talked a lot about Louis C.K. Um, and, but he also spoke about how he knew, he knew a lot of the stuff that he was saying was crazy and wrong, but he just wants to say it because we, like, comedians have a responsibility to be reckless and to be offensive. So, like, I got it, but, like, just some of the stuff, I, as, like, a woman, I just, like, couldn't get on board with. But at the same time, he's also, like, such, a, like, a champion of women. It makes no fucking sense. Like, he was just talking about, like, and then he ended, the, like, it was just a little all over the place. Like, I couldn't decide, like, what side he was taking in anything, which I think was the point. Um... But so, like, as someone who believes that, like, comedians should be able to joke about things, like, I was here for it. But, like, as a woman, I was, like, not here for a lot of the stuff. Oh, God. Okay, now I'm, now I'm just curious to watch it. But um, I probably won't. No, it was if very cringy. If it doesn't come highly recommended, like, I can barely even watch the stuff I'm excited about watching. Yeah, no. I don't know if I would, like, 100% recommend it. Like, there were parts that were so funny. But, like, I just had, like, a little bit of a pit the whole time. Understood. Did you see The Politician Season 2 got a release date? June 19th. I'm so excited. Me too. Hopefully like we'll be out of the house by then and I'll be too busy to watch it. But at this rate, no one really knows. Hopefully I'll be watching it like al fresco while I'm dining al fresco. Um, yeah. Just the prospect of which makes me so excited. I know. I know, Jackie. I know. I know. It's really crazy. Um, 
watching like so many states are opening up or things are like moving and it's just we're living in a different world you know yeah no like um like people are really making strides like the curve has been flattened a few like restaurants are choosing business owners are choosing to open if they feel safe because they're not now allowed to and i just like i don't know what planet i'm on because it's not that one no and like no one has that choice here but you know it's the beginning of the week and so i'm i'm starting off on on a good foot you know i put on a red lip today just yeah. to stay in my house. Um, and so we'll be patient. Yes. Did you watch anything you want to recap? Um, I'm not finished with Money Heist yet. So uh, there's not that much that I want to say, but I don't know. It's just like the trope of the show is just getting like exhausting. At some point, the hostages like know that no one is going to kill them. Like you can just walk out the front door. Um like they like in the first siege, this spoilers, like they don't kill hostages. They're not there, they're not murderers, they're not there to kill people. And like I know that we're supposed to be on the side of the professor and his squad. Um, but at the end of the day, like they're criminals and they're thieves. And so every time like something goes against them, like I'm like excited that the police are winning. So like it's really like the Super Bowl. Like whichever team wins is the team that I wanted to win because I really don't give a shit. But you know, whose whose time is it? Summertime? No, it's not their time. Oh, whose time? Yeah. You said Wait. it's like the Super Bowl. Oh, right. So oh, right. Just not your time. Oh, right. No, no. It was the Chiefs' time. And we, yeah, and we knew the that. other one. The other one was the, what city did we offend? San hmm. Francisco. San Francisco. I think we did offend San Francisco. That sounds, that sounds about right. I don't even know. It wasn't their the time. It wasn't I their know. time. That's the thing. But the Super what's so crazy is the Super Bowl was just like a month before the queue. Yeah, no, it was like two months ago. No, but like it feels like years ago. When I started, the toast up was freezing. I literally put a blanket on my legs and I've never been hotter. That's great. You worked up a sweat. Yes, I did. Um, before we let everyone go, anything we want to promote, two new episodes of our Patreon channel, uh, podcast episodes, Dear Toasters, and then a Taylor Swift-themed episode. There are new episodes of TNN shows coming out all week. Um, there was a new episode of date all night. the episodes. Date night. Uh, no, Girls Night. Remember, we rebranded. Yes. Um, and just tons of new stuff. Get your Jackie O'Flow, JackieOflow.com. Pre-order my comedy special on iTunes. The link is in my bio on Instagram, Girl With No Job. Anything else? Um, nothing, just premium content coming at you all week per usual. So make sure you're following along. And that is all she wrote. She let me know her hand hurts and she is fucking done for the day. She's that so said, testy. Like you don't want to, you don't want to push her limits. Thank you so much for listening to the morning toast, the millennial morning show where we go live Monday through Friday, 1030 AM Eastern time on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I already cast box, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. The morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We love you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow for hum day. Bye.